This is a Federal News Network podcast. The Office of Federal Procurement Policy has a goal of removing friction from federal acquisition. It's more than just a catchphrase. Agencies, including the IRS, the Army, and the General Services Administration are turning to robotic process automation to reduce to minutes manual processes that usually take hours. In his weekly feature, The Reporter's Notebook, Executive Editor Jason Miller covers how these pilots are putting some concrete examples behind OFPP's frictionless acquisition government-wide goal. Jason joins me now with more. And Jason, let's begin with a brief reminder of what OFPP is actually trying to do here under frictionless acquisition. This is something that came about about a year ago when uh, Administrator Wooten started talking about hey, what are his goals, what are his priorities as OFPP administrator? Now, if you remember, Tom, uh, Dr. Wooten did not actually come into the position until late in this administration. And so, you know, he had to think about something that was going to kind of make an impact in a short amount of time, I think, because, you know, who knows how long he'll actually be in place. But frictionless acquisition is actually this concept of what are all the things that you have to do that causes delays in the process? What are all the things that, you know, I got to do that manually. I got to check this. I got to do this. Oh, that just adds time to what Dr. Wooten says, desire to need to want something and actually getting that something. And in fact, uh, Dr. Wooten spoke at the recent Act I Act uh, Acquisition Excellence Conference, and he talked about the concepts behind frictionless acquisition. We will improve delivery of services and goods from the smallest commercial items to the largest and most complex systems acquisitions. Frictionless acquisition puts forth an aspirational goal that moves the world's largest buying organization closer to five greater objectives. Rapid commercial buys, rapid decision-making, reducing barriers to entry, increasing competition, and improving customer service. That was Dr. Michael Wooten, the OFPP administrator, talking about how they want to move forward with the concepts of frictionless acquisition. Now, Tom, again, this is something that industry has kind of mocked. This is something that a lot of people said, well, what is really the, does that mean? How does that work? So I think he's, we're starting to see some real concrete examples behind it. And several agencies are using automation, as we said in the beginning, to remove some of this friction. Tell us about those pilot projects. This is something where I think people have realized that you know robotics process automation, RPA, or, or, or intelligent automation can really help move away from this compliance. Oh, I got to do everything by manual compliance. You know, the, as Dr. Wooten calls them, flow chartable tasks. One of those is the IRS, and Mitchell Winans is the IRS Senior Advisor for Enterprise Digitization. He says the tax agency has two pro- programs under the pilot IRS initiative. One tool is for a contract clause review. It's basically a tool where you can upload a procurement document of any, any kind, ask seven easy questions about that document or answer those. And then the tool provides a compliance report in seconds. That tool has already been able to identify and correct over 10,000 errors for our staff and our our procurement operations. Um, So huge return on investment there, huge time saver and cost saver for our acquisition employees so they can focus on some of that higher value work. Now, Mitchell Winans also talks about a second tool that they're focused on what they call contractor responsibility determination. Now, this also verifies a company is eligible to do business with the government. Again, another highly manual, time-consuming process. And basically, he says it's saved us two and a half hours per responsibility determination, over 11,000 hours per year. Now, what the Army has done is build on that pilot from the IRS. They've launched a bot called Dora, not the cartoon character, Tom, but the Determination of Responsibility Assistant, also to do this contract of responsibility determinations. 
Liz Sherico is the Acquisition Innovation Lead in the Office of the Deputy Assistant Secretary for the Army for Procurement, and she says she describes how this bot works. We divided our bot into kind of two different areas, under SAT or under the Simplified Acquisition Threshold. When contracting officials query that version of the bot, they'll receive a more streamlined policy output. It's just uh, one form. And then the Oversat bot, which is for actions over the Simplified Acquisition Threshold. And that's a much more detailed policy output form. It's about three pages long. The bot is not able to fill out all of the areas on that form because we don't have non-personal entity CAT credentials for the bot yet, but we are looking into that eventually. So it's just hitting sort of the public areas, uh, public information posted in SAM.gov and, and FAPIS. But we are looking into that in the future. Again, that was Liz Sharico, the Acquisition Innovation Lead for the Army. She also says they're looking at other bots as well. She says that they're actually going to extend this responsibility determination bot to the Air Force and to the Navy in fiscal 2021. And then they're starting to look at other bots, for instance, for pricing to use some of the public-facing websites like GSA's Calc or the Bureau of Labor Statistics. And she's also looking at a bot that could help out with Section 889. This is the prohibition of using Chinese-made telecommunications products uh, to do those lookups as well. So there's a lot of excitement, a lot of expectation to use these bots to, again, we're going to go back to what Dr. Wooten says, remove the friction. And Jason, you think these pilots in using automation are part of a trend? Do you think that's going to spread across the government? It's absolutely spreading across the government. And we've done the stories over the past couple of years about how the excitement over RPA. I caught up with Mark Mancher, who is a principal at Deloitte Consulting. He also leads their call center and automation business. And he describes what's happening now as wave three of RPA, which means widespread adoption into the business areas. There, he says they're realizing that agencies can use RPA to make their business areas faster, better, cheaper. And it's more of a mainline idea of around how RPA works. Now, Manchur also says, for instance, a lot of the tools that agencies are buying, they want RPA part of it. Hey, we have this new document processing software, must include RPA. Hey, we're going to move to a chat bot to help answer questions. It must also include RPA. And he believes that the fear around RPA, oh, the robots are going to take our jobs, the, the hype around RPA also is all really tamped down. And they're seeing, hey, if you can reduce just 30 seconds out of your average day or out of your average process, you're going to save a ton of time each year. And I think that's why the acquisition workforce has really gotten on board with the use of intelligent automation, RPA, because they're seeing all these manual processes that they could go from two to three hours to five minutes Wow, that really lets us focus on really writing better requirements, getting the process done correctly so we stay out of the protests and delays that tend to happen. So when people tend to kind of, if you will, mock this idea of frictionless acquisition, just look at these few examples to say, hey, that's what the future hopefully will look like. All right. So RPA is the WD-40 for federal procurement. And Jason, also in the notebook, you're writing about some recognition that DISA got for an innovative small business contract something that a lot of other agencies have trouble with. What did they do? Now, DISA won what they call the, the 2020 Verdure Award from the Defense Department. This is a, an award DOD gives out each year since 2015 to really demonstrate to, to agencies or, or, or military services demonstrating approaches that balance the development of efficient procurement with utilization of small businesses. And DISA won the award for its SETI contract, Systems Engineering Technology and Innovation, or SETI contract. This is a $7.5 billion 10-year contract. And basically what DISA did that was innovative was not only did they break this into two two pods, you know, a small business only pod and an unrestricted pod, but they put a lot of really interesting requirements around the use of the SETI contract. If you're going to use the contract, you must first look at the small business 
uh, portion and see if you could release your task order there. If you can't, then you can use unrestricted, but the small business people or the companies in the small business pod can bid on the unrestricted task order pod. So that's, that's one. The second thing they did was they're holding uh, the, the large businesses accountable for subcontracting plans. And if they, for instance, don't meet certain goals, if they're not meeting, fulfilling their subcontracting goals, after five years, they can be off-ramped. They can be basically kicked off the contract for not meeting their small business goals. So those are just two examples, I think, of really innovative ways to really ensure that small businesses are not losing out on a, such a big area. Again, $7.5 billion ceiling on this 10-year contract. Federal News Network's Jason Miller, thanks so much. My pleasure, Tom. Check out his latest reporter's notebook. It's now online at federalnewsnetwork.com. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.